You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. Hey, welcome back to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle. So today, I want to talk about the whole creativity process and you know, just the idea of really getting into a state of flow within your home. So I don't know if you listened to last episode where I was talking about the heaviness that comes with this whole sensation of, oh, I feel behind. I feel like I need to get caught up with my housework or with whatever, or, you know, just this heaviness that comes with thinking that we should be somewhere or that we we should be taking certain actions inside of our home. And that that really, in the end, puts a damper on our creative process that really puts us into a state of flow and makes the whole activity and, you know, bonding experience with your home, if you will, that makes that easier. So I really want to dive into this whole idea of, you know, well, how do you get into that state of flow? What what does it even mean? You know, is working within your home, decluttering, streamlining, you know, creating these spaces, how much of a creative process is it really? Because if you're like me, then you probably relate this whole idea of working inside of your home as being a left brain type of project. And if you're not great at categorizing and organized thinking, then you probably just assume that you suck at keeping a clutter-free space. And maybe you even use that as like a limiting belief as to why you don't take care of things in your home. Like, oh, this is not one of my natural traits. I'm more of a free-spirited, creative type, and I'm not an organized thinker. I'm not a categorizing type of person. This whole like left brain, right brain type of dilemma. It reminds me of a a Bo Burnham skit. Um, where he separates his left brain and his right brain, and they have this conversation between each other. It's like, this is Bo's left brain, objective, logical, cold, analytical. And this is Bo's right brain, subjective, creative, sensory. And I just want to say, like, if you're easily offended, please do not look this skit up. It's just like a classic raunchy comedy type thing. But it's an interesting idea that, you know, your left brain is known to be more you know, pattern and objective and logical and analytical. And what a lot of people really relate to, you know, stuff within your home, like organized and, and filing your papers and how you're how you're, uh, you know, setting things out on on your desk strategically, you know, it seems like a very analytical and strategic type of process. So how much, you know, for those of you who are more right-brained, who don't really feel like you relate so much to that, how much control do you have over these same things? I mean, of course, we all have a right brain and a left brain. We all have a certain percentage that we're using from each side, but some of us are definitely more oriented to the subjective, creative, sensory, emotional, free-spirited type of mood or, or lifestyle. And how can you really relate to getting an organized home? How much is is which percent, you know? So when I first like really got drawn to this type of work and talking about clutter-free living and minimalism and creating spaces, and I had my own agenda, I had my own reasons for being for being drawn to this, but I resisted it so hard, pretty much because I didn't want to, I didn't want to seem boring. 
like I really nerded out on categorizing and organizing and creating spaces and and all of the things that we're going to talk about today. I nerded out on that, but talking about it seemed like super boring, like way too cliche, you know, quote, quote, adult. Like who wants to really listen to that? And the type of people who would want to sit around and listen to how to organize a drawer aren't necessarily the type of people that I would be drawn to anyway. So I had this whole like this whole resistance mindset to even sharing my passions and sharing my interest in this entire subject because I felt like it was so, in my mind, stereotypical, left brain, analytical, lacking in all of the the fun and spontaneous and creativity that I personally wanted to identify with more. Now, if you are someone who is more left brain oriented, or that's how you identify, and you like just really nerd out on the structure and the logic of things, don't be offended by me saying all of this, because to be honest, like I've always been that way too. I can remember like as a kid, anytime my parents would go out on their occasional date nights or go to the grocery store together, or like if I was going to be home for a couple of hours by myself, just babysitting my little sister. I've, I feel like, and maybe this is my brain, like making it seem like it happened way more than, than it actually did. But and to my recollection, just about every time they did that, I would try to surprise my mom by cleaning off the counters, even if they already looked clean, but they had just some random candle holders and, and fruit and stuff kind of stacked in the middle. I would make it my project to completely clear the, the entire space. I would create new categorized cubbies and drawers for certain types of items because my mom would probably hate me saying this, but she was a huge, what I call drawer scraper, you know, like where you just scrape everything off the counter into the drawers, drove my dad crazy. But while they were, while they would go on these dates, I would organize the drawers. I would take everything out, throw half the stuff away, probably receipts that she was actually wanting to hold on to. I'd throw all that stuff away. I would take all of the stuff off the counters to where it would just be a completely clear space whenever they came home. Sometimes I would even like go over the countertop with like an oil, which I don't, I don't know if that was appreciated at the time because I'm pretty sure oil wasn't supposed to be put on the countertops, but I would do it just to make it shine, you know, so that when they walked in the door, they immediately knew that I had organized and cleaned everything. And I enjoyed doing that. Like it gave me this sense of pleasure and it still does today. It always has. It gives me this sense of just this, I can't even explain it, you know, like this pleasure of detangling something, taking something that's big and messy and tangly and out of place and then straightening it out and streamlining it. It's like this release that I just, it's a very unique type of pleasure that a lot of people really get, especially people who identify as being more left brain oriented. And it is a creative process in itself. It's just more of an organized, analytical, categorizing type of creative process. It feels to me, it feels kind of like having an itch to scratch. Like you see this big, messy, tangled, chaotic looking thing. And it's like, just ah, I just want to scratch that itch and I want to, to make it all pretty and simplified and just kind of like give my my brain this whole sensation of ah that's better kind of thing but you know I've always been that way but when I first went off to college it was on an art scholarship but what do you do with art you use it to enjoy your environment whether that's at your home space or wherever you're buying the art for or wherever you're enjoying it 
you're using it to enjoy that space. It's like a whole different kind of pleasure that you can get out of interacting with your environment. So I really like Elizabeth Gilbert, who's the the lady who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, but she also wrote this other book called Big Magic, where she talks about living as a creative. And she says that we're all creatives, even people who don't identify as being a creative person and don't see themselves as having a real craft, that we're all creatives. And she says in the book, like, we have the senses for it. We have the curiosity for it. We have the opposable thumbs for it. We have the rhythm for it. We have the language and the excitement and the innate connection to divinity for it. As humans, that, that was the end of the quote, as humans, you know, we all, it's like we're, we're created or we're built to be a creative and to be somebody who appreciates creativity. So we have this left brain and we have this right brain. And the wonderful thing about creating spaces, decluttering and making an amazing home that is just like, you know, the perfect collection for you is that it allows you to use both sides of your brain. It allows you to use the most beautiful um, of both your right and left, your logic and your sensory, your analytical and the beautiful, you know, and it, it truly allows you to use the full spectrum of your creativity and in a way that directly and repeatedly will continue to impact you. Because when you make those changes, those creative decisions about your space and you're living in them daily, you know, like we talked about before, that will continue to impact you and affect you on so many different levels. We all have this this creative connection to our spaces. So, you know, a lot of people might say, well, why then? Like, I feel like I have no connection. Everything just feels discombobulated. And there are a lot of things that can break that creative connection. The same and generally the same things that we intentionally use to disconnect from other things. Whether that's like, you know, binging out on a new Netflix series or diving into your video game for hours or, you know, it could be, you know, alcohol or drugs or it could be work. You know, those things that you use to disconnect or to not necessarily have to feel or think about all of the other things that are going on in your life. Well, you know, when you use those, you also numb yourself out to the good things as well. And one of those good things is the creative connection to your spaces. So if you feel like you're having a disconnect between you and your ability to really connect and, you know, to that creative process, that creative identity, whether it's categorizing and organizing or creating and designing, if you feel like you're completely blocked from that, then you should definitely just take a step back, kind of zoom out from the whole hyper-focus, because we tend to look at things in like this hyper-focused, up-close type of view. And sometimes when you just like zoom out and kind of look at the whole, look at all the pieces as they interact and work together and and just look at the, the whole situation, big picture thinking. I'm really big on big picture thinking. And think like, where could I be blocking this? If you feel disconnected and you feel blocked from being able to really get into that state of flow, which is what we're talking about, really allowing yourself to connect and get into that state of flow in your environment so that everything becomes joyful and easy and more like play and less like heavy work, right? So you know, pulling back and seeing where where could I possibly be blocking this? 
Where am I maybe trying to disconnect from things that are also causing me to disconnect from this state that I want to be in to really connect and make this creation of my space a positive experience, something that's that's easy and something that I will continue to enjoy day after day. I mean, that's that's where it becomes important. You're creating something that's going to continue to influence you on a daily basis. And you don't want to do that from a state of heaviness. And again, when you allow the work, quote, quote, work, to become more like play and pleasure, then you really lean into this whole creative process and you get into that state of flow. And this changes everything because A, you bond more deeply with your home because you were you were connected in the process of creating it. It wasn't something that just happened to you or around you. It's not something you're just stuck with that you have to look, look at every day and just be in every day, but you don't really have any control or connection to. You become more able to bond deeply with the spaces that you're living in and interacting in every day. And B, you operate with ease and get more done during the process. You have better results because you are more a part of the process and the results are going to show for that. The results are going to show also because it wasn't something that you resisted the whole time to where it's going to look super, you know, choppy and disconnected and more of a frustration that brought you in a bad mood. Instead, it's more of an easeful. It's more of a play. It's more of something that you had pleasure in creating and now you can enjoy the results of that creation. So in in summarization, <laughs> what I want to encourage you to do when you're ready to truly play an active part in creating your space is to first disconnect from all of those things that you're doing to disconnect. Disconnect from all of those things that you're using to disconnect from the rest of the world, the wine, the TV, the extra work, etc. whatever it is that you're using to just disconnect and not have to to feel or think or communicate with other things, disconnect from those things. And then, and I'm serious here, it's going to sound weird, but just take a moment and just be with your space. Just sit in it, you know, sit in it without the TV on, sit in it without the music on. You can meditate if that's something that you're into. You can just do some deep breathing or you can just allow your thoughts to completely go wild. Just sit there in one of your rooms comfortably and just let your thoughts do what they're going to do. Go through all of their scrambling. And this is something that I do pretty much before any creative process. I let my thoughts just do their thing. I just let them scramble, do what they're going to do. And then they come back together. And when those thoughts come back together, they're usually more formulated. They're usually more categorized. And this is part of my creative process. Like even before I recorded this podcast episode, it was me sitting there with a piece of paper and a pen, just thinking, just letting my brain do its thought thing, go through different ideas and concepts. Because honestly, like you don't know what you know. You don't know, you know, like you, you don't know what creativity is inside of your brain until you kind of let it come to the surface. And then all of a sudden, it's like you're getting light bulbs all over the place and you're getting inspiration and motivation, which is what so many people want. So many people, when they want to, you know, just go through and declutter and honestly, like decluttering, you know, taking on clutter free living, all of those are expressions of something deeper that you're wanting, you're wanting more space, you're wanting more peace, you're wanting more energy. So these are actions that you're taking to get that other result. And when people are, are looking for that, 
they're almost always on the internet searching for some form of inspiration, right? Like you're, you want like another checklist or you want to find a blog post that has it all neatly written out or somebody who's writing a beautiful article on oh, the beautiful creation of simplistic spaces or, you know, something like that. You want inspiration and motivation to make the, I say the activation energy, the amount of energy that it takes to actually get started to actually move your body. People want the inspiration and motivation to make that activation energy a little less to make it a little a little easier to kind of slide into the process of doing some things that you're actually wanting to do. Well, good news, because I'm telling you that just sitting in the space without any kind of thoughts or distraction, without any kind of uh, outside stuff going on, whether you're sitting there with a pad of paper and a pen or just, you know, with your thoughts or with meditation with your eyes closed or however you choose to go through the process, that's going to give you the most inspiration and the most connection to this whole creative process more than anything else ever could. And really, it's just like any other creative process. Do you think that somebody who is going to write a book, they just sit down and they just spit all the words out on the paper because they knew exactly what they wanted to say, they knew all the ideas that they wanted to put out there? No, they sit in front of their keyboard for sometimes hours, sometimes days without any words at all, just letting the creative process flow and do its thing. It works. It works for stirring any kind of inspirational juices, so to speak. <laughs> So whenever it comes to getting into flow inside of your home, um, whether you're somebody who is a categorizing, organizing, very type A analytical, that, that type of the spectrum, or whether you're somebody who doesn't relate to that at all, feels like you're terrible at that, but you're really great at feeling things and connecting to your intuition and creating and admiring art and all that, whichever end of the spectrum you're on, it's the same process for getting into that state of creative flow. Just allow yourself to disconnect from the things that you're using to disconnect from the rest of the world. And then just be in the space with yourself, with your thoughts, with, you know, the space itself, and let your mind just do its thing. Let it go through all of those thoughts, let it come out the other end, hopefully a little less discombobulated than when you first started. And, you know, kind of ride that creative flow process. Because that's where you find the ease. And that's where you find the connection to a space that you're going to feel is right for you every day, instead of feeling like it's a struggle every day. I hope everybody is enjoying the holidays, which happen to be going on as of the time of this recording. And I will catch you guys back next week.